Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. One sentence summary. Daring Greatly is a book about having the courage to be vulnerable in a world where everyone wants to appear strong, confident, and like they know what they're doing. My favorite quote from the author is, Courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. Brene Brown. This sure was a surprise hit for me. First of all, if you don't know Brene Brown, she's a social worker, researcher, PhD, and explorer of all things human, especially topics or other feelings like courage, vulnerability, and shame. Her TED Talk sits smack behind Simon Sinek's Start With Why on the top TED Talks list of all time, with 25 million views. This book, one of her three New York Times bestsellers, explains how vulnerability is at the core of all feelings. Not just bad ones like fear, anxiety and shame, but also good ones like love, joy and passion. She says that we could all use a little more vulnerability in our lives, because it's neither bad nor good. It just is, and embracing it means being courageous. So here are three lessons about vulnerability and how you can be courageous enough to step into it when you fear it the most. 1. Vulnerability means strength, not weakness. 2. Understand and verbalize your shame to make it go away. 3. Children can only become who you are, so be a role model. Are you willing to open up and let this book into your life? I hope you are, because Brene's ideas are very powerful. Daring Greatly. Lesson 1. If you can be vulnerable, it means you're strong. This answers the question, how are vulnerability and strength related? First, Brene makes two core points about vulnerability. 1. Vulnerability isn't good or bad. It's not a black and white subject. It's just a part of life, and if you experience it, it means you're able to feel things. And 2. Allowing yourself to actually be vulnerable is a sign of strength and courage. It's a lot easier to avoid the things that might make you vulnerable rather than lean into them. But that also means we're missing out on a lot of good things. For example, if you've ever loved someone, you know that being in love makes you very vulnerable. You allow someone into your heart and give them incredible power, which includes the power to hurt you. But only if you accept this state of vulnerability do you have a shot at all the love, joy and kindness you might experience from that relationship. This means vulnerability isn't just the source of pain and grief, but also the root of many positive emotions. On a side note, I'm getting coffee with a girl I haven't really seen in 6 years today. I was in love with her in high school and it scares the shit out of me to see her again. But if I don't go, I'll never know why, so my best bet is to go there be vulnerable, show myself, and see what's to come. Second, you could hide from the things that make you vulnerable. The responsibility for a project at work. The girl or guy you haven't seen in forever. The art you want to create. But deep down, you know that's a cop-out. Leaning into vulnerability is something only the strong, the truly courageous, can really do. Daring Greatly, Lesson 2 Build resilience to shame by understanding it and saying it out loud. This answers the question, how can I best deal with shame? What's worse than completely bombing a speaking gig? Being ashamed about bombing a speaking gig and never doing one again. 
There's a quote that goes, failure is temporary, giving up is what makes it permanent. Shame is what makes you give up. I'm ashamed that I wasn't there for my son when he was little. I'm ashamed I didn't try harder at being a good wedding planner. I'm ashamed at work because my coworkers talk about me behind my back. Have you ever thought any of these or other variations? I bet you have. But have you said them? Try it. I just did this morning. There is a certain level of ridicule to be found in every single shame you express. Pinpointing what actually makes you feel ashamed and saying it out loud takes a lot of power from shame. Nobody wants to talk about shame. It's uncomfortable. But the less you do, the more power it has. So instead, pull at it, drag it out, throw it into the light and address it directly. You will see things aren't as worrisome as they seem. And also that you can live past failure. Daring Greatly Lesson 3 Be a role model for your or your future kids because it's the only way they learn. This answers the question, what are some of the challenges of parenting? Whether you have kids or not, I thought this was worth taking away. Your children can only inherit qualities you possess yourself. So if you're sloppy, your children will be sloppy. If you're organized, your children will be organized. And if you're constantly shame-ridden, you'll traumatize your kids by making them feel the same. If you've been bullied, threatened, or otherwise traumatized as a kid, you know what most childhood trauma comes from shame. Shame about an event, behavior, or even just about how others have treated us. Therefore, it's your job to make your home and family a shame-free zone. It's the only way your kids will grow up feeling worthy, loved, and able to truly be themselves. Instead of talking about values like honesty, courage, and ambition, live them. Be honest. Be courageous. Be ambitious. The best thing you can do for your kids, born or not, is to be a role model. It's all the parenting they need. My personal takeaways from Daring Greatly for 2017. Okay, I want to give two examples of how I've been vulnerable in both business and life in the past and how that's helped me um, and I think what the what the one big benefit and consequence of being vulnerable are. Okay, so first example, how I'm being vulnerable in business. I am being vulnerable in business and it's something I've seen others be successful with in terms of not trying to not trying to emit or or look like I have a lot of authority or credibility before actually having it. Okay, so here's what I mean. A lot of people, let's say they start writing a blog and they want to write about psychology. So they might write on their about page, um, I'm a psychology expert. I I have read so-and-so books and I have done this and that, but maybe they don't have a psychology degree or maybe they've never been to a psychology seminar or maybe their work has never been featured in a, a psychology publication. Well, in that case, the much more, I guess, honest and vulnerable strategy would be to see, to say, I am a student of psychology and I'm sharing on this blog what I learn. Do you see the difference? Because... 
you're not trying to fake authority before you have it. You just wait until you have it and you say, in the meantime, look, I'm just this dude or girl sharing what I know and what I learn about psychology. And if you like what you read, see you around, right? That's it. And I think that's much more authentic and much more honest. And that will get you a, a lot more readers than like, mm-hmm, so she's a psychology expert, huh? Where's her degree, huh? So instead of th casting doubt on your readers before they even meet you, you would create trust. But it takes vulnerability. It takes, it's not easy to admit like, I'm an amateur, but I'm doing this anyway. Because that requires you to take initiative where the world will give you none, right? So um, I see why that's tough, but it helped me a lot in just saying, I started with some of this other stuff in the beginning where I tried to make myself look better than I was. But over time, I've just removed it. And now I'm, I tend to tone it actually down a bit um, because I think there's so much more to, to be learned from. And people connect with me on a lot better level because they might just be starting, right? And they say, well, this is cool. Like someone who started can do this like you do. Um, then maybe I can too. So second example, uh, I want to give the example of the girl I got coffee with. This was actually July last year. Um, Uh, I was in love with this girl in high school for like three years and basically I was her best friend so moved to the friend zone um, and uh, she'd always had a boyfriend and then one day she was single just before we all left because we graduated, graduated high school and so I told her, um, I finally told her, I wrote her a letter and then she sort of said nothing, right, like ignored it because she couldn't handle the situation. Um, I was really pissed and I left and uh, didn't talk to her really at all for a couple of years and so last year I don't know why or how I think she messaged me somewhere um, and I saw her like twice in that summer because I was home for a while in the summer uh, and then we went out and got coffee and I realized man like it's all the same right I have all the same feelings it's all coming back um, but I knew like I I wasn't gonna be like friends with her or anything um, because I just couldn't uh, that I didn't want to go back to that and so I lived with that vulnerability for like two weeks for the two-week period in which we saw us uh, saw each other and it felt very strange because the second I decided you know what I'm just gonna be open and honest I'm gonna tell her like if you don't want to be in a relationship then it's fine but I'm not gonna go back to what it was all these years ago because that's not doing it for me that's hurting me um And the moment I made that mind shift, I changed. The moment I changed that, everything else changed too because I felt happy, like genuinely happy for this two weeks. It wasn't, there was no stress, there was no no struggle with the feelings, nothing. Because I just said, I'm going to be here. Here I am. Here's, here's my heart. Here's everything. Um, and if you don't want it, that's okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll live to see another day. And that's exactly what happened, by the way. So nothing came of it. When I told her, she was like, yeah, that's not like, you know, I never want, I just want to be friends with you and so on. So I was like, mm, sorry, no, gotta go. See ya. Um, and that was it. And it was such a different experience from when I was usually, when I was in love before all these times. So I think this idea is so much more, it's very powerful. And the one benefit you get from showing vulnerability, and this is true both in business and in this love example, is speed. You, you can move on much faster, you can move ahead much faster because 
in business people will see you as who you are and in love people will see you as who you are and that just removes all these potential like fake options and lies and where you have to stitch stuff together and so on so speed is what you get out of it you show who you are and if it's not meant to be you move on and that's a wonderful thing and i hope you'll use it i use this idea to get more speed into your life um, because in the end you only get one of it and it's your turn to make it the best so to vulnerability and see you on the next summary.